Well, well good day to everyone. <laughs> I want to welcome you. So excited that you're tuned in and listened, uh, listening again for another another session, another lesson, another week. Um, so, David. Yes, sir. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. What do y'all want us to talk about? That's a good question. I'm sure we can get some... Are they allowed to leave comments in the blog? I think there's a place to leave comments. There is? I think. Actually, I know there is because I commented on you one day. Yeah, yeah. You did, yeah. There's a place to leave comments. So, if y'all have any spiritual warfare or any type of struggle, y'all need to put in the comments. You know, we don't have the answer, but we know the one that does. Yeah. We know Jesus. We know how to get to him, and that's through the word. So, yeah, we challenge you guys, all the three million listeners at Easy, don't get too excited. Don't be sending yeah. <laughs> so many that we can't keep up. Oh, yeah, don't overwhelm me now. Yeah, no, that that is a good idea, actually. That is a good idea to, if you ever have something you want Dave and I to talk about, to let us know. You can leave a comment. You can. I feel like the only people who listen to this are... <laughs> You're telling me we don't have 3 million <laughs> listeners? Golly. Man, you suckered me into this one. <laughs> Been lying to you like this whole time. Oh, man. No, but seriously. Uh, glad to be here, man. Another week. Uh, it is... I don't even know. It is December 15th, 2022. When we are recording this, I don't know when it is you will be listening to this, but you know we approaching we are approaching Christmas. And you know, David. First of all, let's just say what the listeners don't know is <laughs> the fact that we have we uh. we have been sitting here for about ten minutes prior to turning the microphone on going back and forth about what to talk about, and we have yet to decide on anything. I haven't even thought of anything. We haven't even thought of anything yet. Man, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Because you said something. If you have problems, let us know. We can't necessarily help, but we know the one who can. Mm, The one who can take the pressure off. Right? And I alluded to this, I, I think, last week. Here we are at this time of year, mid-December, and here we are placing so much pressure on ourselves. So much pressure to, you know, buy the presents, go to the parties, all the hustle and the bustle, Mm. right? And we start to feel that pressure building up on us and... It's more than just the the physical pressure, right? Those are material things. Those those are earthly things that we are putting on ourselves. But it it, it builds up to something more because it starts to take away from, I mean, the meaning of Christmas. You get caught up in stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came to do the exact opposite. Jesus came to take the pressure off of you. And here we are taking it back on, placing it back on ourselves. You know, 
Christmas is a time for us to reflect on the birth of Christ. Right? He came he came in a manger but he came for the cross. Hmm. And what that makes me think of is that you know, we're sitting here if you're familiar with the church we go to, we are literally sitting 3 feet from a 12 foot tall cross, wooden cross right here between David and I. And you think about the blood that dripped off that gives life, abundant life. It gives joy. It gives peace. It gives love. It gives hope. It gives forgiveness. We get filled with that. Right? But what if we were filled with that to such an extent that it flowed out of us? Hmm. And I think a lot of times the pressure of things in our lives, the difficulties in our life, uh, it, 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 it puts a cap on it and it doesn't flow from us anymore. And our love gets depleted and it gets replaced with hate and misery and anger and our peace gets replaced with frustration. And stress. And stress. But that is quite the opposite of what Jesus came to give to us. Jesus came to give us life and to give us hope and to give us Abundant life. I think the world uh, puts that pressure on, on us. Like that's a worldly pressure. It's like peer pressure, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's all around. It's it's all around us. It's hard to, you know, we're sitting here saying this, but you know, we both are. If we were truthfully honest in our own family, it's probably. Someone or or one of us or in our our relationships that you know we all struggle with it. Oh yeah. Like you know what to get someone. I just hadn't went and got the presents I need to get for them yet. And then you're like all worried about it. And then maybe you can't. Maybe the finances aren't right. Then you're pushing. And then you you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're turning into debt to Christmas, and then from that to to misery. Yeah. Like to to stress, and it's sad, but it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is real, real. <laughs> and. Don't get me wrong, it's something that we all struggle with. Just trying to... That socializing of what Christmas is. Yeah. And you know, it's a difficult time for a lot of people. For various reasons. Loved ones who have gone on. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. It, it. We have made it... It's all... We've almost... I feel like, to a certain point, we've made it more difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Right? The whole purpose of Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Christ. And I think that's what naturally the devil has done in the society we live in as well. Like God's way is uh, simple. <laughs> if you you know, when we break it down sometimes we make it sound so simple. But it is. But when you add your world circumstances, your mm-hmm. daily life circumstances in with simplicity of the gospel it, it it clashes. It's very overwhelming. 
because the focus turns from the simplicity of what Jesus wants for you. It's his, you know, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. And then it's all of a sudden you forget about that. And now you're drifting and, you know, why is life so hard? Mm-hmm. Why we got so caught up in the the world and the circumstances. Now we're depressed. Now we're stressed. Now we're in debt. Now we're, uh, you know in a way that we're in a bind now we're fixed on how do we get out of the bind well we weren't meant to be in the bind so god made us to not be in the bind so like we do it to ourselves i mean it's self-inflicted with that you know the spiritual world and then your physical realm your natural man and it's a definitely it's a battle yeah and and it's it's crazy or it's interesting how we are filled with the love that comes from the cross, right? That's where it's driven from. We are filled with the the mercy and, and the hope mm-hmm. uh, and we are filled with the forgiveness and we are filled with the peace. But somewhere down the road, all of that gets depleted and it is replaced with like i said anger or frustration or hatred or misery you know the peace that we're supposed to have has been replaced with frustration the love we're supposed to have has been replaced with uh hate and misery right instead of becoming merciful we become merciless and it's like we I don't want to I don't want to beat this too much because we always talk about it but my mind we've lost focus. Mm-hmm. You say it all the time. Where's your perspective at? Where's your focus at? Where's a, a perspective at? Because I, I we get in a situation either we have we've become desensitized to who God is and to what the cross means. And, and we start going through the motions. And, and next thing we know, instead of going from Johnny to Jesus, it goes Johnny problem, then Jesus. My problem is blocking me from seeing God. And I, I place that there. And I think everyone that's listening can testify so like even me and you, let's forget everyone right now. We can testify that this happens. You know, we've seen it happening probably in our own lives and we've also seen it in our family's lives. We've seen it all around us in our in our daily lives with the people we work with, with the people we go to church with. You know, you see it. So it's real. Every Everyone listening, everyone that's, that's hearing this, Okay, everyone is 100% bought in. They believe what we're saying. This really does happen. This is, this is real. So my question to us is, how do we fix the problem? Like how? You know, we can talk about it. We know what's, yeah. you know, we know it's a problem. People listening know, yeah, man, okay, we get the point. But so if everyone grasps that, now, in order to become more like Christ, how do we overcome that? 
How do we get out of that? I mean, well, you say it's the world we live in. It's just always going to be that way. I mean, how do we overcome? I think... Because when you go to show up at family Christmas and you show up with just God's love. Yeah. What's that look like? You know, see how, see how much pressure that like people have put on us? No, you have to have a gift for granny, no granny, and pop, and mom, dad, cousins, sisters, brothers. Oh no, you can't show up. So now people aren't even coming to Christmas. Mm-hmm. But you say, I want to know how to fix the problem, guys. <laughs> I want to know. Well, you say, David, well, show up with God's love. And you can. And, and you will. And it will work. God's love is enough. Yeah. But you will still will have those pressures. Like, you will. You know, unfortunately, sometimes we don't have the, the, the opportunities to give like some people can and afford and and this and even with Halloween and even with Thanksgiving or even with Easter it's so all these events that we have now it's just the world is the devil has done a great job mm-hmm. of you know Easter is about the bunny now not about Christ yeah Christmas is about giving everyone you know under the sun a gift and that's the opposite of what Christmas is. <laughs> Christmas is understanding what God has done and we don't have to give no gifts because of what He gives. Right. The greatest gift... But isn't that the devil has flipped it? Yeah. Because the greatest gift that has been given to us is Jesus Himself. Mm. The greatest gift you and I, David, and the listener can give is to give simply our lives back to Jesus. Right? Our testimony, our being back to Jesus. That's the greatest gift we can give. But you know, you're right. You know, we've we've applied this pressure on ourselves to to a certain extent. And uh, we, you know, you can totally show up with just the love of God. Mm. Right? We're thinking outside the, don't, I mean, yes, take that literal, but don't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily take that literal. But what an opportunity. Christmas is a time we're around family. A lot of times. You're with people, you're with your cousins, you're with your aunts, your uncles, who you may not see that often, you're with friends. What an opportunity to show people uh, about the love mm. that God sent his son to this world to take on flesh, to take on my sin so that we can be made right with him mm. right so but but there's so much pressure and we get caught up in it and we get uh we, we i think we just simply neglect it we don't ever slow down you know we was talking uh last night day before we came to church was me and my family was out eating and we was trying to decide a time to go caroling to some people just some family family friends and whatnot and uh, my brother or my mom, I can't remember, uh, said something. Last year we did it on this day. 
you know, like a week prior, a week before, you know, early December. And we all are like, yeah, it's been so busy. We haven't had time to go. We've been going here and we've been going there. And I kind of feel a little bit, obviously, you know, of this pressure of just, <laughs> you got to go, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. But we have freedom, you know, from a spiritual perspective, we need to slow down. We need to take this time as we exit the year and we go into a new year, as we exit 22, we go into 23, we need to slow down and we need to reflect and we need to, you know, just take a look at 2022 as a whole. Hmm. It's been a struggle. It's been hard. It's been difficult. It's been stressful. There has been pressure, right? But there's also been God's goodness and God's mercy. You and I are a testament today. If you are listening to this, if you're sitting here, David, you have received God's goodness and God's mercy. That's how good he's been. I also think uh, the pressures are going to be there till the Lord comes back. You say, I'm just, I just, whenever we have a problem, which this is a problem, I want to fix the problem. I want a remedy. And, you know, just like Johnny said, you know, how can we have the remedy of what we're struggling with? This movement of, and it's not a movement, it's been like this, it's been a growing thing of busyness, of, of party after party after party after gift after gift after gift. And it's great to give. It is better to give than to receive. Yeah. Oh, it is. Um, but when you put the pressure on you and spend every dollar you have, it's not what. That's not what the Lord would want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you say, what's the answer? And you said it. It was perspective. It's You can't change the pressures that you're feeling. But you can change um, what you do and how you act and how, what you bring to the table every time. You know, in, in moderate perspective, you sh- when you, you get in these moments, it, it comes back to that relationship with Christ. It comes back to that um, you and your family, how are you going to handle it? Yeah. You can't control those pressures. Those pressures are real. Those pressures come from the world. Some of them may come from your family that maybe are saved. Um, but those pressures are not what you, what you said you're not meant to carry. And the pressures of, of, of the holiday season, and I think you for, and you said it, you forget perspective and you forget one day at a time, this is what does the Lord want me for me today? And you forget to dive into that relationship with Christ and you forget about everything that God promises you in the midst of that relationship. And that's what brings the joy, the peace, the love, the right. long-suffering, and the temperance, the kindness. And if you forget that perspective, you get caught up in the pressure. Yeah. So I think if we had a remedy, it's perspective of the holiday season is great. It's a, it's a great opportunity to spend time with family yeah. and to reflect on what Christ has done. It is. It's a great opportunity. And if you do have the opportunity to give, you should. But you should give year-round. 
if you have that opportunity. The giving, in my opinion, you know, it's what we've made Christmas is a giving uh, game. But I think perspective and getting back that moment by moment with the Lord is lost from the pressure. And that day-to-day relationship that what does God want for us? He wants us to chase after Him. And when you love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, what's that look like? That looks like fellowship. That looks like talking. That looks like drawing closer to Him. That looks like looking at the reading the Bible and seeing what the Lord wants. Seeing what the Lord has for you. You know, in that relationship, you get so caught up in pursuing Him, the pressures are... You look at the pressures way different. Right. They're not pressures anymore. It's just... You show up and you're so much, you're filled. You can't show up with perfection, but when you show up filled with Christ, that flows out of you at these places. And, you know, sometimes that'll be hard against some evil pressure, but it's a natural, you know, that's bringing you joy. And there will be struggles in the midst of that. It's not, you know, we've talked about the trials and the struggles of, of pursuing Christ, but the you know at the end of the day, the remedy for me would be, you lost focus of the relationship with Christ, you lost focus of who God is, and you say no 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 what about this party? Whoa time out, what does God say about the party? You didn't ask that question. <laughs> what does God say about the gift? Okay, what go back to the you know every time you struggle with a pressure, bring it to. You're supposed to bring everything to him. Yeah. And every need. And he promises to supply. He promises to provide. He promises to um, give everything you need. Supply the need. Um, And so, yes, every time, you know, we always go back to this, but it's the remedy for everything. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. You know, that's where the peace comes. Mm Mm-hmm. In the middle of all this. Now Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Yeah. You know, this time of year, we sing the songs. It's supposed to be merry and we're supposed to be jolly and it's supposed to be just a grand old time. But the pressures and what we've done and what how we've twisted it, we're not merry. We're not jolly. We're struggling with our relationships. We're struggling financially. It puts a toll on us, right? And, it, and when you get filled with Christ, that you just you get this overwhelming sense of peace, and it it allows you to take a step back. It enables you to reflect on, you know, the birth. And you know, you said some things there. It got me thinking. You know, we've been in the book of James, and we're going to go back to the book of James. But James was written to believers. Five chapters, all five chapters, he says, my brothers. So he's talking to born-again believers, okay? People who know Jesus. And James is all about attitudes and actions, essentially. How we live. Why in the world would James have to address how a believer lives because you know it is inspired by god god knows 
believers struggle. God knows you struggle. God knows we all struggle. God knows at some point that love, that joy, that peace that he filled you with is going to be depleted. He knows at some point it's going to be replaced with anger and frustration and misery and stress. He knows that. And so James tells us in James 4.8, David, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hmm. You move close to God, he responds by moving close to you. And what's crazy is that he doesn't even owe you that. No, but that's a promise. But it's a promise. And we don't fathom what you just said. Draw nigh to him. So how do we do that? We get in the word. We talk to him. We pray. We're, he's on our mind consistently. We're dwelling on the cross. And if we're not dwelling on the cross, we're telling someone about the cross. Like It's a constant flow. And I think that's the drawing nigh to the Lord and, and fellowship. And when that happens... He promises to draw nigh to you, and this is what people, we read that verse really quick and go on to the next thing, but when my God sits down beside you, He rose from the dead. He has the power. When God is close, hang on. There is no pressure of life that He can't handle. You know, He gives us the power. He said, I'm going away, but I'm sending to you my helper. Inside. Inside of us. The Holy Spirit. Man. And what do we do with it? We We forget about it. We forget about it. We get we chase after the 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 pressure. The hustle and the bustle of the holidays. We forget about it. And that and you know, we're talking about the holidays, but Shoot, don't get me wrong. What about your normal everyday life? Yeah. Middle of June. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whenever it is. Whenever your busy sports season is. Yeah. Whenever you're taking the kids to the games every night. Yeah. Whenever you're getting, you know, whatever it may be. It's perspective. It's, And I think tonight as we just kind of... We're talking about real life scenario here that happens and it is happening and probably the listener that's listening and it happens because you say David you don't know that well I know that because it happens with me and it happens with Johnny and it happens with uh, Johnny's family it happens with my family it happens in the midst of the people we hang out with yeah so I know it's real and you say, how can we overcome it? You will never fix someone else. You won't lie. Never. You say, David, you just ask us, how can we change this? How can we change it? You get back to Jesus. You get back to Him. You draw an eye to Him like Donnie said. You get back in the relationship. And when you keep your mind, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, keep your mind on Him. He will, he will give you perfect peace. Not just generic peace it says perfect peace um and so in the midst of all that in the midst of your struggles in the midst of our struggles it's my duty to chase back after the lord it's johnny's duty if he wants that to change in his life 
I'm going to tell Johnny how he can do it, and he can chase after God. If David wants it different in his life, he has to chase after God. I, if you want it different, you have to chase after God. I can't help you with your pressures. You know, the, the one, the only one that can, can change my life and my family and, and what I do and how I act and the people I'm around is when Jesus gets inside of me and flows. And that's what he wants. You know, he wants to, you know, when, how do you have, you know, what's the full purpose of living? Now, how do you find that full satisfaction of living? Now, I know we ask that question sometimes. Maybe you don't, but what are we here for? We're here to glorify Him. So how do you glorify God when you're involved in all the pressure? You don't. So perspective's wrong. You know, can you glorify God in the midst of, you know, your busyness? Yes. You can. But not when you're focused on, you said, the wall or the problem. When you're focused on the busyness, huh, it'll eat you alive. But when you're, when you're in the busy season or a busy stage of life and you consistently get the relationship right every day and you say in the morning, yes, in the morning and I'm saying at noon and I'm saying at supper and I'm saying before you go to bed. And you know, that's where, from a personal experience, that's actually where I've grown the most. That's where I feel closest don't get me wrong, there are times, busy times in my life where I get focused on the problems. But there's also been busy times in my life where I've understood the need. Right? It's almost like, it's al- it reminds me of like playing a game, a, a football game or a basketball game. In the, in the respect that I've got to get my practice in. I've got to do this. I've got to keep up. You know, I go back to... High school, you know, you played ball too. You went to school for eight hours. You had practice. Hmm. Then you got home. You had to eat supper with your family. Then you had to do your homework and you did it all over again. In those times where it's, you literally just have time to eat and sleep and go. There's been times in my life where I have squeezed Jesus into that. And that's where I've grown the most because I get so caught, I get so fired up about it. You said it. We're called to... What's where's our fulfillment in this life? We're not called to just pay bills and die, you know. We're called to a higher calling. You know, you had the opportunity to teach last night, and before we turned the microphone on, you told me, said, "Man, I just did what I'm supposed to do. I taught the gospel. That's exactly what we're supposed to do in our lives, in our actions, in our words, at our with our families." Yeah, it may be difficult coming up. Matter of fact, it's even more difficult to talk about Jesus at the dining room table than it is to talk about politics. But what if you could just afford one awkward conversation instead of talking about the weather, instead of talking about anything else? Because that Hmm. cousin of yours, that mom of yours, that dad of yours who hasn't been in church, who doesn't know Jesus... Right? You can't go into family dinner or that place wherever you go or into work 
and tell them about Jesus till you get filled with Jesus. And if you get filled with Jesus, he is going to allow you to tell them people about Jesus. Get over that awkward conversation and just do it. Hmm. I think he overflows as well. If you get so much of Jesus, he overflows. I mean, the boldness that you're speaking of comes when it overflows. When you, you've got so much Jesus, you don't even care. You don't even care the, about the pressures of what he thinks. Because when you get so filled up with Jesus, what's it matter about the pressures? Yeah. What does it matter? Sure, you have all these circumstances going on, but when you're filled full of Jesus in the midst of these circumstances, you hand wait, when you're filled full of Jesus and he overflows and you have all these circumstances, the the overflowing handles the circumstances. The wisdom. You know, when you chase after God and you're filled with him, you're consistently asking for wisdom. You know, when you're chasing after the Lord and, and, and looking how God would handle this or this situation or this, and you're, you're chasing after Him, you're asking for wisdom every day, more than likely. Because if you're asking for wisdom, you're, obviously, you're understanding that you are dumb and you can't handle anything without Him. Yeah. And when that perspective happens, and the Lord says when you ask for wisdom, He gives abundantly. So if you're filling your cup up with Jesus in the midst of all these circumstances, Lord, I need wisdom. God, I, I, I'm pursuing, I'm chasing after you in the midst of this pressure. Wisdom flows out because we've asked. And then the wisdom comes out, not your wisdom. Whoa, hang on. Not David's wisdom. But the Lord's wisdom handles the circumstances in a way that is beautiful. And really, it comes into perfection. The Lord working in through you. And, you know, we're talking about the pressures of the holiday, but there's pressures in every day. Oh, we're in here talking about real life scenario pressures of busyness, of what the world thinks, of boldness, of how do I get a, how do I get over the fact of, Telling them about Jesus. You know, I'll give you an example. My pastor, man, he loves the Lord. You don't know how you don't know how to know this works. Go with him to a restaurant. I, it flows out of him. If you wait on him, he's gonna ask you, Do you know Jesus? I mean, every time I've went, maybe it's just when I'm around him. But you know, whether it was Cracker Barrel, whether it was Dairy Queen, whatever it was, do you know him? Do you know? No, and then they answer sarcastically, and he attacks with, no, do you know him? We need to know him. And so that's a characteristic of him being filled with Christ, yeah. of him chasing after Christ. You know, Brett and David or whoever you know that tells people about Jesus cannot do that on their own it's hard yeah when you get in your flesh david gets in his flesh and i get into 
the circumstance that I'm in and I'm like, I really want to tell this guy about Jesus, probably not going to happen. But when I've attained the relationship and I chase and chase and he starts to overflow out of my life each and every morning, let him flow out. Tell him to come inside and breathe in me. Ask him, what do you want that day? You want wisdom, knowledge, understanding, peace, long-suffering? Chase after him. Ask him, and, and what does God want for you, your life? And I, we've changed the pressures back to the relationship. And how did the pressures get solved? The overflowing of Jesus solves them. Bam. Yeah. Done. And it all stemmed back from the right perspective, which is lost when there's sin in your life, which is lost when pride, sin, I mean, you name it. A wrong perspective. Your focus is not on Christ. And it happens like that. It's really a simple message that we're trying to get across. Hmm. So what about, I know we're kind of, don't have much more time, but what about the person who feels these pressures and feels these struggles, but they just don't, they just can't, they just feel like they can't take it. Oh, I got it. To the to to Jesus, because of maybe some guilt, maybe some shame. Right here, we are talking about this, and I always like to kind of play devil's advocate. Okay, someone, someone who wants to get their life back on track, wants to get their perspective right. I think we've allowed, you know, we've provided not we, but. We've said the message, Jesus, right? That, that's, that's what the message is. But someone who's struggling with maybe some guilt, maybe some shame, and, you know, yeah, you're telling me, David and Johnny, you're telling me to get my focus right, to get my perspective right, but it just ain't easy. It's just too difficult. How do we handle that? How do we, what, what do we tell that person? Because maybe that's our family member. Maybe that's our mom. Maybe that's our dad who hasn't been in church, who doesn't come to church, you know, has fallen into sin or whatever, and we have these conversations, and and, and we say, here it is, and, and they're like, well, you know, it's it's just not that easy. It's just too difficult. Hmm. You want my answer? Yeah. This is gonna get good here. You're right. I got news for that listener and that person. You don't want help. That's fine. Be that way. If you do not want help, there is no help there. But if you do want help, let me tell you. You say, David, oh, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. Relationship, relationship. Well, do you know what Jesus says to you? Who is tired of all the pressure? Who is tired? And I just can't, you don't know. You don't understand. Oh, wait, do you know what Jesus says to you? Do you? 
Oh wait, well, first you gotta understand do you want help? Because if you don't, go on. Jesus can't help the one that doesn't need to be, that doesn't want help. Now will he pursue? He will. He will knock. It says Jesus will knock and knock and knock. And that's the loving God that we serve. But genuinely, you have to come to Jesus and say, Lord, I need help. And what happens when you finally say, I need help? Listen, Jesus says, come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. You want to you know what else Jesus says? It says, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Did you know that? Oh wait, you didn't know that because you didn't care what Jesus said. Because if you cared what Jesus said, you would chase after him. You've got to get in here and figure out. In a relationship, you pursue someone. When I, when me and Johnny want to get to know each other, I, I, I got to pursue you. Yeah. I got to say, what do you like? What do you want to do today? You want to go fishing, or no? You want to, you want to play football, or you want to play horseshoes, or you want to play cornhole? I'm consistently asking him questions to figure out what he likes. Are you, you going to ask Jesus questions? Are you going to, in order to know who Jesus is, you've got to read about him. This is who He is. You say, what else does He do for you? Jesus will sustain you, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? What's another thing He does? For God hath not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So I answered every question you had. Mm-hmm. But do you want the answer? Or do you want to carry it? That's up to you. You you know, you said it. Yeah. That's a real life pressure of carrying the weight. That actually what he said is what we all say sometimes. I'm tired of all the pressure. I'm tired of being tired. I'm sick and tired of going through this. I'm tired of paying this. I'm tired of this coming in. I'm tired of this and all the yelling and all the discontentment in the relationship. But do you want help? Because if you do, you've got Jesus sitting there knocking. Saying, come unto me, all that are, are heavy hearted. All that want to lay down their burden mm-hmm. if you don't want to lay it down you carry it and see how far you get see how far you go you won't go far that's the thing it says lay your burdens down right what that means is to empty yourself hmm. empty the pressures off empty the pain off empty the hurt off and he will feel he can't feel you till you're empty he can't fill you with love till you empty that pride and that hatred. You have to be you have to lay it down at the cross and you have to say, Jesus, I surrender. I give it all. Yeah. Thank you. You know, that's a man, that's a Christmas message. That's the meaning of it. He came in a manger, but he came for the cross. 
both made of wood, but only one could pay the cost. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. So I hope we've been able to uh, encourage someone very uh, laid back and blunt and blunt lesson I mean sometimes that's just what we need to do it's a real life scenario yeah let's pray dear Lord I thank you for another opportunity to come in here and you know talk about oh man talk about what we really struggle with in the midst of this world and the pressures that we put on ourselves. Um, if me and Johnny are honest, this is what happens in our own life. Um, what we solve tonight is that <laughs> if our perspective is you and we chasing after you, you know, you have, you want us to lay our burden down. You want us to tell you, it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your care upon me for he cares for you. Let him care. Oh, Lord, I pray that tonight, you know, I, we, me and Johnny can't change anyone. We can tell them about Jesus. We can give them the right direction. We can tell them how to overcome. But man, Lord, you know just as much as I do, they have to pursue and chase after you and ask and get their pride out of the, out of the way. Uh, Lord, tonight I pray that uh, someone's struggling carrying something, whether it's a pressure of the holiday season, whether it's the pressure of life, whether it's the pressure of a job or a circumstance or whatever it may be, Lord, you know exactly what they're going through. Uh, Lord, I pray that they stop what they're doing and you tell them to come unto you and lay your burdens down and I pray they can do that tonight, and when they do that, they let you come in and sit down and get close. And when you're close, there's nothing that can touch you. Uh, there's nothing that will overcome you. God, and I pray that we can do that. I thank you so much that we have this opportunity for me and Johnny to grow closer to you. Uh, Lord, if this doesn't help anyone else, it keeps uh, my perspective uh, fixed on you, and I hope it keeps Johnny's perspective uh, fixed on you, Lord. And again, I thank you again for everything you've done that I don't deserve. Uh, Lord, in your name, amen.